Welcome to Hence the Future podcast. I'm Adam Cronin, and today we're discussing lifelines. Lifelines are an incredibly useful tool for putting the highs and lows of your own life in context. I just finished creating my own lifeline, and it's definitely helped me understand the journey that I've taken in life so far. And it's also helped me to map out what I'd like my next life milestones to be. So in today's episode, let's talk about how to create your own lifeline, why doing so is beneficial, and also what you'll gain by mapping out the timeline of your life. Creating a lifeline is similar to creating a historical timeline, but there is a key difference. So with a historical timeline, you're mostly focused on external verifiable events that happened. So it'll be your birth, your death, if you got married, if you graduated from college, that's what you'll see in a typical biographical timeline. But what's different about a lifeline is it's less about what's externally important in your life and it's more about what's internally important in your life. So what are the events that help to shape you, the person who you are today, that maybe even the people closest to you don't even know about? So for me, one of my earliest milestones is when I was a five or six year old in Connecticut and a squirrel came into our house, a rabid squirrel, and it jumped on me and bit me. And I had to get rabies shots for weeks or months afterwards. And that was a pretty momentous experience in my life. And, you know, there have definitely been ups as well that people may not know about. Like one time I went on a solo trip to the island of Rhodes in Greece. And even though the Acropolis was closed, I decided to climb up the fortification wall. And I just spent the whole day up there just meditating and being in the Temple of Athena Lindos without any tourists, anyone else up there. And I really just started to recognize how the passage of time makes our own lives so temporary. And I thought about how on this island, this one piece of land had been fought over by so many different people over the ages who gave their lives just to own this piece of land. And yet here we are thousands of years later, none of those people are around anymore, but the land is still there. So, so much of what we fight for is useless because it's all temporary anyways. You can't bring your possessions with you to the great beyond. So that was a big insight for me and I've had other spiritual experiences and things that have really shaped me. So these are mostly what's in my lifeline. They're not things like, oh, I graduated from college on this date or I mean, you know, my wedding is on there because that is both very important to me and very important in the external world. So there will be some overlap. But the main benefit of creating a lifeline is writing down what has shaped you, the person who you are. And once you've mapped that out, it's pretty incredible because you start to see how much you've dealt with over the years and how much you've been able to overcome and therefore how much you will be able to overcome in the future. So it's an incredibly useful activity and I would highly recommend that anyone listening to this try it. And you can do your lifeline on a piece of paper, on a Word doc, it's really easy to do it no matter what sort of medium you're working with. The way I created my lifeline is with this online tool called Inwoven, E-N-W-O-V-E-N.com. And it's a totally free tool. And it's a great way to just map out your milestones so that it's saved, it's in a place that you can refer to later. And I created mine initially years ago when I was part of this group 
And that was one of our tasks was to each create our own lifeline. But I just updated it now with the new milestones that have happened since then. And it's really great to have this lifeline that you can refer back to and you can add new milestones. And you may also find that milestones that used to be really important to you are no longer as important. Let's talk a little bit about why lifelines work, why they're beneficial. And I have this memory when I used to be pretty depressed as a teen. I was on antidepressants. I was a militant atheist at one point. And this one quote came up where it says that militant atheism is the punk rock phase for smart people. I grew up in a religious household, so I I grew up thinking there was this God who was looking at everything you do, and it was sort of this king from an outsider's perspective that's ruling over his kingdom here on earth. So it was a very monarchical Christian way of viewing religion. And when I was a teenager, I realized how none of this really makes sense. Why would there be some separate ruler ruling over his kingdom from afar, sort of like an omnipotent Santa Claus? And the whole thing just made me feel very uncomfortable. There were a lot of questions I had that couldn't easily be answered. So my response was militant atheism, almost nihilism, like nothing has any meaning. What's the point of life? There's all this horrible stuff going on. Life is all suffering. What's the point of it all? And I think a lot of teenagers come to this point. And part of the difficulty is that when you've only lived a handful of years on earth, it's hard to see that life is full of ups and downs and that everything is temporary. The good times are temporary. The bad times are temporary. And so when I was a teenager, I had this feeling of everything being pointless. And my mom came to me and she said, look, Life is full of hills and valleys, hills and valleys. And I think about that all the time now, where now that I have lived, you know, more than a decade on earth, more than a couple decades on earth, now I can see that there were some big lows, there were some big highs, and everything is impermanent. So once you take that vantage point, you can start to enjoy the highs and the lows, and you don't celebrate too much when you have good times, because you know they will be followed by bad times. And you also don't despair too much in the bad times because you know things will get better from there. And just to round out my own experience with religion, it really wasn't until I started studying Eastern philosophy and Buddhism and Hinduism and Eastern religious teaching, people like Alan Watts, people like Eckhart Tolle, it wasn't until I had gone down those paths that I realized that there is a happy medium, that it doesn't have to be this monarchical king ruler from afar who declares what is such and such and this group is going to heaven that group isn't going to heaven rather than that which never resonated with me it's that the summation of all of us conscious beings is god so there is god within each of us and the summation of that is the whole godhead And this is a much, to me, was just a much more intuitive way of understanding reality. It felt true to me when I'm deep in meditation or I have some sort of epiphany. I can feel that energy of the cosmic Godhead. And so I can feel that it's within me. And I can also feel it when I'm with a loved one, when I'm with my dog Butters. And you can even feel it if you're sensitive and you're walking through a forest and the energy you feel with trees. And so rather than God being this separate being that's ruling over us from afar, it's really that God is everywhere. He is everything. And you don't have to think of it in 
the Christian way or the Muslim way or the Jewish way or any individual religion, I think is just one flavor of understanding what's going on. And so once I've took this approach, I've felt way more open to spirituality and just my own life. But the reason why I was able to get there was because I was able to just follow my own curiosity, go down the paths that were compelling to me and have some perspective in my own life that the bad times will get better, the good times will get worse. And we're sort of all here on this roller coaster. And our job is to enjoy the roller coaster and also make it more pleasing for others and and create more human flourishing for all of us conscious beings. Because for whatever reason, we are all here in this sliver of reality where we're all going through the arrow of time at the same way and we're all entangled with one another. And that's a special thing. We all happen to be born in this time. We're all brothers and sisters if you go further, far back enough in the ancestral tree. And it's pretty amazing. And even when you think about evolution, the fact that we all evolved from the same single cellular organisms, doesn't that show that we are all sort of the same being, just manifested in different ways? And that is allows you to have much more compassion, even for people who are mean to you, even for people who do you wrong, because they just may not be as far along on their journey as you are. And you may be a little bit further than they are. And it's important to help people get a little bit further on their journey if you can. But people also need to find their own way in life. Let's talk about some of the benefits you'll gain from creating your own lifeline. I'd say the first benefit is perspective. Perspective on your own life, and you'll be impressed with how much you've been able to overcome thus far, and it will make you feel more confident that you can overcome anything that life throws at you next. You'll also gain compassion for others once you realize that everyone is going through these battles, everyone is experiencing their own hills and valleys, and you don't know where other people are. They might have just experienced the rock bottom of their life, and that may be why they're a little bit mean or, or not as friendly as they might otherwise be. And the final thing you'll gain is freedom. The freedom to realize you can choose your own path in life. You don't have to just go on the same trajectory that you've been going on so far. If you're not enjoying your career, quit your job or start a side hustle and see if that can lead to a more fulfilling outcome. Or if you're not in a relationship you like, break up, find someone else. And it really is up to you. So I think this is a great tool for helping oneself. When you map out your own life, you can see, am I in the place in my life that I want to be? And if you're not, well, then you can look at the past trends and think, what are the next milestones? What do I need to get to those milestones? And that can be really encouraging. Now let's get into the future scenarios. Let's talk about the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that you never think about the highs and lows of your life until you're on your deathbed. And at that point, you may have tons of regret. You may realize that the way you spent your life isn't the way you would have wished to spend it, knowing what you know now. So by doing a lifeline exercise, it helps you come to those conclusions sooner while you still have time to make a change. Best case scenario. The best case scenario is not only do you create a lifeline 
and map out your milestones that you'd like to achieve next, but you also update your lifeline at regular intervals. So I've heard some people review their lifeline once a year. Your birthday is a great time to do that. And you can just look, okay, did I achieve any new milestones that are worth putting on my lifeline? Do I think about any of my previous milestones differently? And do I still want to pursue the same future milestones that I did before? And this is a great way to just take a reality check. What do you want to do next? Are you on the right path? Now let's get into the most likely scenario. Most likely scenario. The most likely scenario is that it's up to you. Whatever you do will determine your own life. Of course, there are other circumstances. Everyone gets a different set of cards that they're dealt in life, and you get different cards at different times. But how you play your hand is up to you. And one of the greatest ways to get out of this trap of doing the same thing over and over is to have gratitude, to realize how precious the time we have on, on Earth here really is. Uh, Tim Urban from Wait But Why created this poster that maps out your whole life with little squares, one square representing each week, and it maps out a 90-year life, assuming you live to 90. And once you cross out all the squares for how long you've lived so far, you realize how few squares are left. And that can make you really want to live each week as if it's your last. And especially not only considering the weeks you have left in your own life, but the weeks you have left doing certain things you love, whether that's spending time with your parents, if your parents are elderly, spending time with your kids while they're still kids, or doing things that you might not be able to do while you're older, like going skiing or snowboarding. All of these things have an expiration date. And just by looking at the whole broad scope of your life from beginning to end, that can help you really appreciate the present moment. And if you need to make a shift, you can make that shift because you realize that it's not so much about how much you accumulate, how many possessions, how many brownie points you get with your boss or whatever it is. It's all about how fulfilling is life to you and how much are you enjoying the day to day? How much are you helping others? How much are you flourishing in the way that you want to flourish? So I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you next time. The past, the present, and the future.
you enjoy thinking about the future as much as we do, we invite you to join the HTF community. Simply go to hencethefuture.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and add your email address next to the button that says, Enter the Void. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at hencethefuture. And, most importantly, we encourage you to please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. Our team reads and appreciates every single review. Thank you again for listening to today's episode and for staying curious, and we'll see you next week.